Happy Hawk Potato. So, I'm from Hong Kong. Anyone listening who has been to Hong Kong? Do you know what? Show of hands. Put your hand up if you have not been to Hong Kong. Actually, never mind. I won't be able to know. Anyway, if you haven't, come. It's amazing here. It's like this big, big city, but really, really small at the same time. Lots of people, but everyone knows everyone. And what's really amazing is that it's a blend of the old school Chinese culture with the modern Western culture, all mixed in one really small place with lots of people in it. And there you have it. That's Hong Kong. Hong Kong's obviously a very well-known city across the world, but you'll be surprised to know how much people don't actually know about Hong Kong. And people who doesn't know much about Hong Kong will always ask these questions. And there's some weird questions that run through their heads. Oh, cool! You're from Hong Kong, so that's like in Japan, right? So, do you guys like eat dogs over there? What languages do you speak? Like, do you have to learn English? I'm surprised your English is so good. Oh, and Jackie Chan, he's cool, man. Do you know him? And if you know what I look like, I tend to get this next question quite a lot. Do you like see less because your eyes are so small? Because like you like you're Chinese. If you are one of those people who have asked one of those questions before, then please take me out of your ear. I don't need you on this. Actually, sorry, I I actually do. Sorry, can you come back, please? Please, please stay and listen. So I guess before we move on, let's just get this out of the way. Here goes. <clears throat> Hong Kong is a city, technically part of China. But we do have our own rule of law. We do have our own currency. We have our own money. We have our own government setup as well. And if you've been following the news, you will know that this is currently a touchy subject. So yeah, Cantonese is our native language.、Uh, we don't really speak Mandarin, but we do study Mandarin and English、uh, when we are in school. I do know Jackie Chan, but he just doesn't know who I am. Bro, we have over seven million people in Hong Kong, so it's like asking if I know fucking Jane Smith from London. And yes, I can see all your ugly faces just fine with my perfectly normal Chinese eyes. And I have to say, we have these amazing infrastructures here. Everything is built on the idea of how convenient that thing is. It's like Jackie Chan rush hour, but rush half an hour. We have amazing food here. We have amazing shopping malls. You can go to the beach and go on these hiking trails within thirty minutes. Everything here is just so quick and fast-paced. There are these apps for the Hong Kong restaurants that gives you a number, so you're already queuing on your way to queue. MTR, hands down, the best transportation system in the world. There is a train. Every two minutes, and there are actual air conditioning installed, so you can actually breathe. You can get to the airport within twenty-five minutes from Central, with big seats, suitcase storage, and USB ports for you to charge your phone. The more things you can do at once, the better. But I would like to bring your attention to the minibuses in Hong Kong. It is another great system that people often overlooks. 
Minibuses really screams the essence of Hong Kong. You know, those guys, they live and breathe efficiency. They are the most ruthless drivers of all. They mean business. First, in order for you to understand the concept of this, take road safety out of your head. Go take a survey in Hong Kong. I bet 99% of the people who live here who doesn't take minibuses in Hong Kong firmly believes the fact that it's not safe. Condoms made in China are probably safer than this. And these minibuses aren't built for just anyone. You have to be physically fit to take these buses. It's not for a soft-spoken individual. You have to stand your ground. And I mean quite literally. So they are these kind of like 19-seaters, people carriers. And they're basically only green ones and red ones. Now, the green ones are regulated, so they're kind of okay. But uh, the red ones. The drivers essentially are the owners or they're kind of like self-employed. And within limits, they can set their own rules. They can reserve seats for passengers who book by phone. They have these WhatsApp groups for people to reserve seats. They can also charge higher fares at a certain time of the day or during special dates or even during bad weather. So they're kind of like the mafia of public transport. And they operate around the clock. They are The drivers are encouraged to run as many trips as they can. They speed down these empty highways during the night and turn the journey that usually takes more than 75 minutes into a 20-minute drive. We have a nickname for these guys here, and they're called Mong Wing Wen, which, word for word, it translates to Fatal Fan. I'm just going to let that sink in a little bit. So, this is what actually happens. You're on your way home after a long day at the office. You're at the stop. You're waiting for your minibus. You see it coming from afar. You put your hand out and you flag down the driver. Next second, the tire scraping noise lets you know that the minivan has gracefully stopped right in front of you. But not completely. So they can take off as soon as your toe is on the step. You must be ready. You approximately have about two seconds to get on the bus. The driver will not wait for you to be seated or even have found your seat. The engine is already in motion the second the bus stopped to let you on. There's only two seconds between you stepping on the bus, scanning your octopus card, finding a seat and actually sitting down on the seat. If, for any reason, you are unsure if this minibus is the right one for you, whatever you do, do not, do not ask the driver. A. It's not their job to give you directions. It's only you and only yourself as a paying customer to know where you're going and where you're spending your money on. And B. You've used up your two seconds. You're not fit to ride the bus. If you've made it on the bus, you will feel this sense of achievement, accomplishment that you've just got on the bus without causing any delay to both the driver and the rest of the passengers on the bus. However, you must not relax because the minibus is going to go from zero miles per hour to 90 miles per hour. If you're not seated by this point, gravity will help you. Once you're sat down, 
you should immediately find the position to where you want to put your bags into one hand and have the other hand holding on to a rail. This is important. Everything on these minibuses are old and loose. You will start to see the rails on the window vibrating aggressively and you will find yourself bouncing up and down the seat as if you're doing a cowgirl. Now speeding is one of the key key ingredients of the minibuses. It got so bad at one point they had to install these like speed monitor things and put them next to the driver right in front of the bus and it tells you the speed they're driving at. Which is a brilliant idea, simple, effective. What it does basically is that once you go past a certain speed limit, which I think is over like 80 miles per hour, it will start beeping like aggressively to let you know you're over the speed limit. But the one thing we all forgetting, one minor detail here is that these guys, these drivers, they run by their own rules. They don't care. Their sole purpose is to drive the route as many times as they can. We should know this by now. Chinese people love their money. And bear in mind, these beeps aren't your typical alarm clock beeps. These beeps are so fucking annoying. So you ask, so what happens then when it beeps? Nothing. Nothing will happen. The driver won't do anything. And as passengers, we accept and we agree with all your actions, driver, at the same time clenching onto our dear lives. And what we need to do here is just basically flip the idea of what the beep actually means. The beep is actually a signal to the passengers, as if to say, brace for your life, guys. At this point, the velocity that bus is moving means that you're no longer able to hold on to anything without full concentration. That lovely bubble tea just bought for the journey is now going absolutely everywhere and the bus arrives at the next stop. Some idiot comes on board and asks the driver if it's the right bus for them. Not today, the driver said by slamming shut the door at that person's face. So hard, the door bounced back for a few more seconds. Driver turns around and looks at you. You're next. You should have been thrown out too. Why would you bring a drink on the minibus? What are you thinking, amateur? Bam, two seconds gone. The bus waits for no one. The bus must go on. And on we go on the highway. And just like that, we're back on Formula One. If the driver's nice, they will slow down just enough so that it only beeps every other second. So you will hear this instead. This basically means that, hey, look, I've used the meter, I'm aware of the beep and I've made the effort to slow down. Not my fault if it keeps beeping. It must be broken la. The driver also has the power to skip stops and areas. I told you, they operate pretty much in their own rules. Uh, but they're very nice about it, you know, they will shout to ask if anyone needs to get off. If you say yes, you need to get off at a stop where he planned to skip, well, 
Good luck, my friend. Just expect some kind of reaction from a driver. It's nothing personal, I promise. And because there are no exactly set stops, the bus would simply not stop if you don't ask him to stop. I once stayed on a minibus for three more stops because simply I was just too scared to shout and ask to get off the bus. So I ended up walking back for 20 minutes. And you are just approaching your destination and you need to get off. Don't do what I did. Remember, use your voice. You can shout, YOLO! And the driver pretty much stops immediately. And once the minibus has stopped, same rule applies for getting on. You will have two seconds to get off the bus. And I mean off the bus completely. Not on your way out, not walking down the steps. Your entire body and foot needs to be off the bus. Because the driver will leave regardless of where your body is. And I have seen countless of people falling on their faces because of this. And I promise I want to help. Well, after I've judged how much of an amateur they are. Finally, you've made it onto the pavement. You will naturally feel a bit disorientated. And voila, you've saved a total of 10 minutes. You've gained a bleeding shoulder and a bruised eagle. And that is how you live in Hong Kong. If you love that, please, please, please do not subscribe, follow, download, thumbs up me of any of the sort. Because that would mean you're super duper weird, man. If you didn't like that, then fair play. You clearly have a way more exciting life than I do, so fuck off and go play with your really cool friends. And finally, if you have the same weird thoughts as I do, go to my Instagram page at awkward turtle for some extra bits. The awkward turtle, over and out. <laughs>